0: Well, if you're just waking up and you've missed the news, Cameron Smith is the winner of the 150th edition of the Open Championship at St Andrews. Played overnight, he shot a bogey free 64 to finish 20 under par for the tournament. And joining us now is one of the great golfing authors around the country, Tony Webeck. Tony, good morning. Good morning, guys. Is it morning yet? Oh. <laughs> it's been a long night, but what a, what a night. Tony, Gerard and I were just talking before. You've recently written that book, uh, Aussies at the Open, and now you're going to have to add another chapter. We're, we're due for
1: a rewrite. We've been out two weeks and we have to go back to the publisher and do it all over again. Uh, but uh, how good is it? And this
2: might be the lead story in
1: the rewrite. Absolutely. We need to find a new uh, new spot on the cover for him, but... Um, I was just thinking, it's so incredible putting the book together. What came through was, you know, talking to people who went on to play the Open, watching Norman, watching Baker Finch, what that meant to them. And, and they, you know, some of them were present for those championships, you know, as kids. Um, we won't know for probably 10 or 20 years what Cam winning today will mean for Australian golf and, and the impact it's going to have on the kids that are going to wake up this morning and, and hear all about it and be inspired by him.
2: And, of course, uh... Well, we'll we'll talk in depth about him, but overall it was a pretty successful tournament for the Aussies with five finishing in the well the top 20.
1: Yeah, we had... Uh, unfortunately, my tip last week of an Adam Scott top 10 just dropped off in the last nine holes. So he finished tied 15th with uh, Lucas Herbert and Anthony Quayle, who, um, by doing that, he matches Mark Hensby. Well, it equals Mark Hensby, I guess, since 2005 as the best performance by an Aussie on debut. So... Yeah, great performance. I think Memo Lee was just one shot behind those guys as well. So um, seven through to the weekend. So it was a great, a
0: great championship that we'll never forget. We've been watching him a lot lately. Uh, yeah, he features quite prominently during the coverage now on the PGA Tour ever since he won the uh, the Players earlier this year. And we know how good he was at the Masters back in 2020 when he finished runner-up behind Dustin Johnson. And if you listen to the commentary, uh, all of them. Talk about the short game, how he's uh, great, you know, with his sand saves, his chipping and his pitching, but in particular, he's putting. And now be able to hold it all together, Tony. Uh, he's going to be the template for golfers all around the world uh, uh, to say you don't have to be hitting at 330 off the tee. If your short game's at its best, you can win anything.
1: I think an important thing to point out too is that, and Cairns have been into this himself, but the last six to nine months even, maybe a year or so, um, he's dedicated himself more to his fitness and his, I guess, his preparation. And just those finer details that talent, you know, he's always had talent. He was Australian junior champion, Australian amateur champion. Like, he's been on this trajectory since he was a teenager. So, but even he recognised that talent wasn't going to gonna get him all the way and, you know, at, the start, at the end of 2021, I think he was ranked 21 in the world, and that was his goal. His goal for this year was to break into the top 20, but with that basis that he had of his talent and that dedication to his short game, like you say, and that extra just bit of um, attention to his, to his physical makeup, um, it's turned him into perhaps the number one player in the world.
2: And that shouldn't be the end of it either. We've seen some of these players come, come and go, having won majors, and you think, well, they're going to dominate, but they soon drop off. But he's just got the right temperament, uh, Tony. And you'd think that there's plenty more wins in store at the top level for him.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, he's won the players this year. He won the Century Tournament of Champions by record, record margin, or record score, I should say. And he's done that again today. Like he's beaten Tiger Woods' as record from two thousand. It's the lowest round ever by a champion at St Andrews in the final round. So he's not just winning tournaments, he's breaking records on the way. So, yeah, I think you're right, Jared. I think it's it's the first of many.
0: He started the day four behind. He didn't have a great third round, but that usually happens. You know, you, you can't keep it all together all the time. But he went out there, eight under par, 64, bogey free, and it was that back nine where he had the run, starting from the 10th of five successive birdies, that set up the tournament championship for him, Tony? 30 on the back
1: nine of a major on Sunday. It's just... I'm not sure if anyone's ever done that before to win. Um, To shoot 30 on the back nine when it's all... You know, probably the biggest championship we've ever seen, you know, in terms of scale and the number of people there and the significance historically of the 150th Open. So just putting it in from everywhere. And And he... I think I got a bit nervous when he got stuck behind that pot bunker at 17, thinking he might try a big flop shot and thinking, geez, if I did that, I might blade it over the road hole and put it out of bounds. And um, but he played the did the smart thing, just put it out to the side and then made his 10 footer for par. So um, he made a bit of a mental error yesterday, which cost him a double bogey, and he wasn't going to do that today. So just an extraordinary finish, and it just put pressure on Rory that he couldn't he couldn't quite match.
2: You're right about uh, the enormity of this championship because uh, a lot of the focus was on Tiger Woods, some of the footage of uh, him walking down the 18th, possibly for the last time, and he was really struggling. But the whole world was watching this one. What what a stage to to win it on. And he's such a popular character, Cam Smith, with with the mullet. They love it. And
1: it's not a press conference... That goes by with Cam, and someone doesn't ask him about drinking beer at some at some level. So <laughs> that seems to be the the mullet and the, the beer drinking seems to be what's the uh, you know, caught on with the uh, maybe the casual golf fan. So um, yeah, I mean, it's just going to do. We saw with Adam Scott in 2013 when he came home after winning the Masters and played the summer of golf. Um, I'm quite sure Cam's going to be back this summer. Um, we've got. Australian Open back on the schedule as well as the Australian PGA Championship. So I'd, I'd expect to see Cam at both. And um, that's just going be to big. be another boon. It's going to be massive. Yeah, Adam was massive. And, you know, this will, this will match it. I think everyone's going to be really pumped to get out and see Cam. It's been a couple of years since he's been home. And um, it's going to be a tour, a claret jug tour of down under, which we haven't seen for sort of 30 years.
0: Tony, you made mention there uh, of the mullet. He's asked about it all the time. Well, it it didn't escape him early hours this morning. We'll have a, a listen. This is Cam Smith talking about his dad and his mullet as well.
3: Cameron, congratulations, brilliant today. Um, just wondered if you could talk us through the loved ones you've got here today, and also is the lucky mullet here to stay? Um, I actually don't. I, I don't have any family here. Um, I've got I've got all my team here. My dad was actually meant to come over, um, and he pulled out in on the in the last minute, basically. I had a chat with a quick chat with him before. He's kicking himself now. Yeah, but why, why didn't he come? Sorry, your dad. Why, why wasn't he able to? It was just just it was... just just kind of the thought of. Doing all that travel for for one week, uh, basically, yeah, he's he's definitely kicking himself now, and and uh, I really wish he was here too. It would have been such a cool week, even even without this. Uh, to be at the home of golf, Dad loves his golf as well, and it um, would have been have awesome. Have you had a message from him yet at all? I haven't looked at my phone yet. Uh, when when you win golf tournaments, you have friends that you didn't even uh, know were friends. So, uh, I'm sure it's going to be busy. And, and the mullet, sorry. Yeah, I think it's going to stay, mate. <laughs> there we have Cameron. Why not? Cameron
0: Smith, the winner. Uh, Dad, Des, uh, too much travel for a week. Yes, he would be kicking himself. And Tony, oh, the, the so mullet staying.
1: Yeah, the mullet's not going anywhere. It's, it's synonymous with him now. So I think it was a bit of a gag to start with, but um, I think he got to roll with it. I'm waiting for the marketing. I'm sure there'll be... Maybe the penguin polo that he wears, maybe the penguin will start having a mullet. Um, <laughs> a good in, point. in the in the logo. Maybe they'll incorporate it somehow with that. But um yeah. Probably Dez is gonna be uh stewing on this one for a while and uh maybe he's on the first plane to London now to, to get over and share it with him. But yeah, it's uh that'll be a tough one to live down.
2: The whole thing is just a great story and uh I'm sure we haven't heard the last of the mullet stories.
1: No, and it's sort of, it just, even at the start of the week when it was windy in the practice rounds, you know, there's social media posts of it flowing, and um, I don't know, I think it grounds him too. Like, it sort of, he doesn't take himself too seriously. He doesn't take, no. you know, he doesn't get too affected by anything, really. I, you know, I've spoken to his coach, Grant Field, about this a lot, you know, and he's like, he's still the same kid he was, you know, when he was going away on Australian Junior state title things and annoying everyone and needling everyone. He's just got that, still got that, that little larrikin in him. Um, Yeah. And he just keeps it all very simple. Nothing, you know, anytime anyone asks him what he's going to do with the prize money he's won, it's either fishing gear or, or a new setup for his, he's a mad, um, he loves, he's got one of those setups for his PlayStation or Xbox where you, you sit in like an actual half a car, to drive, oh, you know, right. those Formula 1 racing games and yeah. stuff like that, so that's, and, and cars. He loves his cars, so maybe he'll shared himself a new... Maybe he should buy a... What's a, a Rolls Royce, maybe? Maybe he'll buy himself a Rolls to mark his should have plenty of,
2: plenty of cash to uh, be able to do that with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, the richest um, championship in Open history. I think off the top of my head it was 2.5 million. I could be okay. wrong about that. Million pounds.
2: Yeah. Well, the event that. was of 14, so... That'd that'd be dollars, wouldn't it? Yeah.
1: Um, So, yeah, he's got money's not an issue, but again, it's not something that really kind of, and to your point before, Jared, you know, it's not really what he's motivated by. You know, we've we've had all this discussion lately about, you know, live golf and cashing in and earning a fortune, but I don't think really material things matter to Cam. As long as he's got his boat and his fishing reels spinning okay, then um, I think he's pretty happy.
2: That's the right attitude to have. He's not too intense.
1: No, that's right. It's sort of like, you know, he keeps it really simple. He doesn't really get engaged with golf outside of playing, you know, himself. And he's working hard at it. And, and he, he relaxes away from it and just spends time with his mates. And it was funny, a few years ago here at the Aussie PGA, we did a we did a um, photo shoot with him. And his manager tipped me up and said, it might be nice if you just bring him something to drink when you, when you pop around. It might go a long way you never seen a millionaire so excited to get a carton of 4X gold. Like you could buy the brewery if you want, but the fact that someone had brought him a carton of 4X gold was, uh, went down very well. <laughs> well a man of simple pleasures.
0: That's what we know about him. He loves the Broncos, loves Queensland State of Origin team, loves his rugby league, pies and 4X gold. It's a great story. Tony, really appreciate your time this morning. We know you've been up since half past 12 this morning to watch it all. You've got some work to do. Uh, no. Another chapter for that Aussies at the Open. We'll catch up again soon, Tony. Thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.